I'm encountering a lot of questions from the family law people about their clients who are currently going through a divorce and what should be done with that. I don't know if you're encountering those same problems, but I think talking about it and kind of discussing what actually is going to happen would be helpful for, for people. Welcome to Tax Justice Warriors, the podcast that celebrates the work of low-income taxpayer clinics, focuses on tax controversy work, and looks at related issues in tax news. I'm your host, William Schmidt. And let me just make sure I am understanding the credit correctly. It's the basic child tax credit just paid, half of it's paid in advance. Yeah. And ultimately, if someone gets advances right now, sort of really doesn't matter because the if it goes to the wrong parent the right parent will just get the lump sum when they file taxes the wrong parent will have to pay it back right right though there is a um kind of for for certain there's a certain salary range where there's a grace for people who are below a certain salary, they they aren't required to pay it back. Okay. But if if the wrong parent gets it and doesn't have isn't entitled to, to the child tax credit at all, do you think it'll still be a situation where they don't have to pay it back? Yeah, they're like for people with certain salary ranges, if that are low enough, they don't have to pay it back. And so these people who are intentionally like they know that they won't won't aren't entitled to it, but to taking it anyways are gonna just be left off the hook. It's actually sixty thousand if you're married filing jointly or filing as a qualifying widow or widower, fifty thousand if you're filing as head of household. And forty thousand if you are single or married filing separately. So yes, those those amounts they are off the hook on the but payments. the but the other parent would still get the child tax credit. Right, right. So like, yeah, I'm I'm often saying like custodial parent or non-custodial parent, but that. That that may not be technically right, but but yeah, if the the incorrect parent receives a payment, if they are if they have low enough income, then they do not have to to repay it to the IRS. Oh, that's very nice of the IRS. Well, I th- I think that was in the in the bill that was passed by Congress, the the American Rescue Plan. Because I have a fear that there's going to be a lot of bad actors. Yeah, it's it's my understanding that if if you're not eligible to receive it, that you can go on to one of the portals, and I think the word they use is disclaim. But anyway, to disconnect from from getting the the child tax credit payments. But I mean, yeah. I, I have a feeling that that even if people know about it, that they're not going to to do that anyway. No, and especially if there's going to be no consequences. Yeah, 
But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's like two layers. Do, do people even know what they're supposed to do with regard to the child tax credit? And then are, going, are they going to behave the way they're, they're supposed to? And I think even with that, there are some people who are just intentionally going to, to do what they want to try and get the money. Like, you know, the, the people who claim the children they're not supposed to anyway on their tax returns. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think there are a lot of family law clients that just do not understand what's going on with the child tax credit. And I, I didn't even know about this little safe harbor protection thing. My understanding was that they you would have to reconcile no matter what. Well, yeah. I mean, there's, there's going to be a lot of people who have to reconcile anyway. So yeah, as, as kind of a recap that I, in looking at the old child tax credit, how it was non-refundable and then would be refundable. And then the, the legislation was that it would be fully refundable. So $3,000 per child ages six to 17 and $3,600 per child under age six. So the first half of those payments go out starting July 15. And there's basically on the 15th of the month from July through December, there's like one month that it's on the 13th. And then the, yeah, the other half is reconciled on the 2021 tax return. I don't think there's really a cap on on the number of children. That was a question I had. I mean, like there are phase outs if you have large enough income. And and there's no minimum amount, right? Like it's it's completely the the child tax rate. Usually you have to have a certain amount of earned income. But I think this one is for everyone. Yeah, I mean it from what it's saying, it's if you have a qualifying child. So it doesn't doesn't yeah. seem to be tied to income. And yeah, for those for those people who have several children, I'm not really seeing a cap on on how many payments you're going to get or or the maximum of payments. One question I was also curious about that I think is gonna be an IRS. The IRS is going to probably have to say something about it. For people who are claiming alternate years, this year is three thousand dollars as opposed to normally it's what fourteen hundred is the refundable part, or is the refundable part two thousand now? Um, like right now, it's actually three thousand for this year. Yeah, three three thousand or thirty six hundred, depending on the age of the child. So for parents who are claiming alternate years, it's a little unfair because they just they're missing out on money just because it's a different year. Yeah, and that's that's a little bit of a question that I mean, it's only for the one year, and somewhat this is a little bit of an experiment for this year, but it's it is a question that this is being done to prevent child poverty, is there going to be a push in Congress to make this permanent or at, or at least extend it beyond the one year? 
but but you you have a very valid point that you know it's it's an unfair amount for for the parent getting it this year as compared to last year. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell the family law attorneys on that one. Sorry, that's just the way the timing worked out with Congress. I mean, that's yeah. One big issue I've had three or four colleagues talk to me about going through a divorce right now. Their clients are very worried that the other parent is going to be getting these advanced tax credit payments. And I have to take a step back and try and explain that this is the regular child tax credit. So look at it like that for 2021. It's just getting paid in advances. So depending on how the divorce goes, the client might be entitled to the whole amount. So he or she would get that amount when they file taxes. Or if the alternating year is not theirs, then they're not, they weren't entitled to it anyways. I feel like that is appropriate advice given what we know right now. Not sure if you would say anything differently. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it could possibly be a provision in, in a divorce decree or, or some other court document addressing the child tax credit if they need to, that if, if, the, if the parent that's not entitled to it does receive it, that they, they do have to, to pay it back to the, the other parent. But, but wouldn't that other parent receive the lump sum when they file their taxes? Potentially, but I... The way I looked at it was it's not a single pot where if one parent draws down on it, the other parent is not entitled to it, to the full pot. It's almost two separate pots, both full. And when they file their taxes... At that time, it'll be determined which pot is the actual correct one that should be dispersed. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess my thought is the the bad actors who normally claim a child that they're not entitled to, where when they when they electronically file that first, then the correct parent then cannot electronically file and is forced to file a paper return. And then those paper returns right now are so delayed in getting processed in the IRS. So that's, that's a little bit of, of my thought. I mean, I, I don't know if that's going to be the situation next year, the child tax credit with the IRS. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there is anything in the divorce that needs to be done to address that. My worry about telling them, oh, yeah, make sure that they share the child tax credit would be one parent might get double recovery come tax filing time or time and a half recovery. So that's why I've been kind of hesitant about uh, telling them, oh, you should definitely make sure that it's split because come tax filing time, one parent might get 
the full amount and then the other parent might have to reconcile and might not get that full amount. Yeah, it's it's a little bit where we're we're trying to come up with a theory on, on the way things have gone before, but we don't necessarily know, you know, next year this is how the IRS will act when when it comes to to reconciling the child tax credit. Yes, it's horribly difficult to anticipate. And I know you brought up the safe harbor provisions. I'm curious to see if that's going to be just a limit on paying it back with, or it's going to be a complete block to even owing it where it might reduce a refund. Because I know some people's recovery rebate credit went towards tax owed and they didn't get the entire, let's say, $600 payment. They got maybe 400 because 200 of it went to tax. And I thought that was a little unfair when I saw those tax returns. I'm not sure if that was appropriate. I'm still investigating. And just what they're going to do with this whole reconciliation thing on the advanced child tax credit is a headache. Right. That that it's still a little bit unknown of like, will how will that affect refunds or how will the IRS try and collect on those? What kind of IRS notice and an IRS treatment will will they also do this in in comparison to the child tax credit? I mean, will they will they treat it like math errors or or some other kind of situation? I foresee a lot of confusion come next April. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like with both the child tax credit and the, the stimulus payments that that Congress laid out some things and then there it was up to the IRS to to quickly make it happen. So yes, I agree. A lot of confusion in how they worked and then the aftermath. And I haven't actually been in the child tax credit portal, but I heard that you could update dependents and update residency, or that was something they were going to try and allow. I don't know if they've gotten that far in the portal. Um, okay, so they, they have a timeline. June 21, you can find out if you're eligible. You can unenroll from payments or see a list of your payments. June 30th, you can make changes to your bank information for payments beginning in August. Early August, you can make changes to your address. And then it says late summer, you can make changes to your dependents, marital status and income, and re-enroll if you previously unenrolled. So for now, it's it's kind of vague on on when the, the full amount of changes you can update. So parents, family law practitioners, and tax practitioners should probably be keeping an eye on those portals. I definitely agree. I had one, I had one colleague during a presentation ask me about how to enroll a child born in 2021 
in this. And I had to do the fallback answer of, that's a good question. Watch the IRS website. <laughs> but things like that where these parents and practitioners are running into, there is no answer right now. And it's probably very frustrating on the, the parents' part. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure for people who who don't keep up on things, it, it can be even more confusing. I always try and get back to hammering the point that their full amount of 2021 child tax credit, whatever they're entitled to, if they don't receive the advance payments, that's fine. As long as they don't need the money right now, that's, that's fine because they can just claim the full amount on their 2021 taxes. So at least I've had that to fall back on and that gives them some calm that the, they won't be losing money if they don't receive the advanced child tax credit. It's just a matter of when they'll receive the money. Right. Well, that's, that's a lot with the IRS where, you know, you, you maybe do a certain amount of money, but there's no telling how long it'll take to get to you. Yes. Yes. I well, don't think I've encountered any other issues. So. Okay. Well, I, th <clears throat> I think that's good podcast content, Andrew. So, so thank you for your time. Very happy to join. Thank you for listening to Tax Justice Warriors. We have a Patreon page if you'd like to support this podcast. Providing monetary support for this podcast helps with expenses like equipment or travel to tax conferences. Supporting this podcast through Patreon comes with rewards, so check out our Patreon page. Please rate or review this podcast because positive reviews help get more people to know this podcast exists. The views expressed on this podcast are not official opinions of the IRS, the Low Income Taxpayer Clinic Program, or the employers of the people who spoke on this program. Your tax situation is unique, so do not take the statements on this program as tax or legal advice. Consult with your own tax professional to provide you with specific advice on your situation. Tune in next time on Tax Justice Warriors for another interesting tax discussion.